And now, the time that fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the Trackstar Sports MMA main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. The rebooking for the Anakin Florian Male Fighter of the Year, Max Bless Holloway, and Frankie the Answer Edgar for Holloway's featherweight title has been made and that will take place at UFC 222 that's right 222 that's going to be in Vegas on March 3rd this fight was originally booked for UFC 218 in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena that was supposed to take place at the beginning of last month unfortunately Edgar got hurt and that fight didn't take place so barring any injury March is going to start off with a phenomenal card Steven Espinoza made the news this week as he was out and about talking about Maymac and Zufa getting into boxing. He welcomes Dana and Zufa into boxing. He knows how crazy Connor is and Connor's been saying a lot of crazy things about him as of late. And I was reading an article, not quite sure where I read the article that I took this quote from, but Espinoza said that he it sounds like the he that he's speaking of is Dana White. Sounds like he's upset because we've committed the cardinal sin of telling the truth. When we release the accurate total for North American pay-per-view buys on Maymac. Espinoza went on to say it's strange that telling the truth in a press release vetted by all parties in advance is something to be despised for. Espinosa said that Showtime, which is owned by Viacom, is a publicly traded company, as it is. And it must release accurate numbers because the shareholders are looking for that. And again, said that it was vetted on both sides before it was released. So, throwing a little salt in Dana's game, saying that he was upset because of how they handled the release. It's like, hey, we've got to tell the truth. You uh, can kind of paint in between the lines, but when it comes to Showtime and our business, everything has to be above board. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson had successful surgery this week on his shoulder. Now, this is the second UFC champ to undergo surgery on this joint in about 30 days. The other one was Tyron, the chosen one, Woodley. DJ and Tyron are good friends and they share the same manager and they had the same kind of surgery going in to clean out some different things. I wonder if they went to the same doctor. Didn't get any information regarding who DJ went to, so not sure about that one, but with all the connections that they have between each other, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Now, if DJ's next fight is against his rumored opponent in TJ Dillashaw, he needs to be 100%. And that's probably 
one of the major motivating factors in getting this surgery done at this time. WBO Bantamweight Boxing Champion Amanda Serrano is headed for Kombache America. Bellator has been really active in signing female boxers as of late, so this is a big win for the upstart Kombache's America. If you're unfamiliar with this league, they specialize in promoting MMA fighters of Latin descent. Serrano, who is Puerto Rican, plans to fight in the new It Weight class for women of 125 pounds. In keeping with the theme of Amanda's, Amanda Nunez, the UFC Women's Bantamweight Champion, has joined Invicta FC as a part of the All Women's Promotions Athlete Development Team and Matchmaker. Nunez is a part of American Top Team, and she's not the only fighter within American Top Team that wears a hat of female matchmaker as well as a female champion. Jessica Aguilar, or Jag, her nickname, is the former WSOF Women's Strawweight Champion. She's a current UFC fighter, and she also wears the hat of matchmaker for Titan FC. I'm glad to see Amanda Nunez stepping outside of her role as fighter and broadening her horizons and expanding her portfolio within the fight world by doing this. At the most recent Invicta fight, I saw Amanda Nunez there and I believe that she was in the corner of Vanessa Porto. So again, kudos and bravo to you, Amanda Nunez, on your new position. Fight fans, I have been waiting patiently and campaigning for this fight card since March of 2015. And it's finally here. UFC Fight Night 124 at the Scott Trade Arena in my hometown where I was born and bred, St. Louis, Missouri. And it is stacking up to be a phenomenal card, specifically the main card. The UFC is starting off 2018 the right way. In the main event, you have Jeremy Stevens versus Du Ho Choi, the Korean Superboy. Now, the last two victories by Stevens have been over former champions in Gilbert Melendez, who was the former Strike Force lightweight champion, and Henan Barrow, who is the former UFC featherweight champion. And this fight will be contested at featherweight. Now, Jeremy Stevens hasn't had a winning streak since beating Darren Elkins nearly four years ago. And that streak was broken by Cub Swanson. Now, Cub Swanson recently beat the Korean Superboy and that was his first loss in seven years. But it was a 2016 fight of the year. So the Korean Superboy Duho Choi definitely got a bump in the loss. And that loss was just the second 
of his career. 12 of Duho Choi's victories have come by way of stoppage. And he has 14 wins in total. Only one of those stoppages has been by submission. The rest of them have been by knockout or TKO. Jeremy Stevens has only been knocked out one time. So this should be a really, really good fight because you have this up-and-comer in Duho Choi against this grizzled veteran in Jeremy Stevens. Again, Stevens has been trading uh, wins and losses for going on four years now. He won his last fight, which means if he keeps up that same trend, he's due for a loss this fight. Don't know how it's going to work out. I just know I'm going to enjoy it thoroughly. The co-main event of this card pits former UFC light heavyweight champion Vitor Belfort versus Uriah Primetime Hall. The Phenom made news today by announcing for the second time in as many fights that he's retired. Now, Guillermo Cruz of MMA Fighting wrote an article about Vitor Scrum, and Vitor said, and I quote, I'm investing in my business. I think it's time to rest my body, so I'm focused on the franchises of Belfort Fitness and Lifestyle, not only in the United States, but also in Brazil. Now, when he was asked about possibly getting back in the cage and fighting, Vitor said, 10 million or more to start the conversation. That's the number. And then we'll start talking. Now, I believe these are some pretty strong statements by Vitor regarding his retirement. And I really believe that this time he will follow through with it. Not because of the whole my body's breaking down thing. I mean, I, I'm sure that plays a big part in it. He's also in what I believe is the last fight of his UFC contract and I guarantee you he's not sniffing 10 million right now to fight so to throw out a figure like that causes me to believe that he will be following through with his plans of retirement however if the itch comes back I'm sure he'll scratch it for less than 10 million dollars primetime Uriah Hall is entering his 13th fight in the UFC and that number 13 also matches the number of victories that he's had in his career. If you're not familiar with the Jamaican sensation, he is a flashy striker. Just KO after KO gets the job done. He made his name within the Ultimate Fighter by delivering probably the most vicious knockout in the history of that show it was phenomenal spinning heel kick <laughs> and the guy that he caught with it is a fighter here from st louis so that's uh that's kind of apropos this would be the highest profile win of his career if he were able to obtain it and it put it right up there with the spinning back kick ko that he was able to pull off on gegard musasi a couple years back also on this card, we have 
Paige Van Zandt, that's right, 12 Gauge Paige versus Jesse Jess, Jessica Rose Clark. This fight represents a number of firsts for Paige Van Zandt. This will be the first fight that she's had since losing to Michelle Watterson in her adopted hometown of Sacramento, California back in December of 2016. This will also be the first fight since leaving said adopted hometown of Sacramento, California and Team Alpha Male, which is the reason why she moved to Sacramento in the first place. She's gone back to Portland, Oregon, or the Portland, Oregon area, I should say, to train with the same team that Chell Sonnen trains with. And she's back really in her actual hometown now. This is also the first fight that Paige Van Zandt has had at 125 pounds. And if you've been listening to the MMA main card, you know there's been a lot of hubbub around Paige Van Zandt and specifically the 125 pound division in the UFC. I truly believe that the UFC wants to make good on a lot of the promotion that they have done with Paige Van Zandt and hopefully get her a championship in the UFC in this division. Now, Clark, on the other hand, has fought three times, three times in three different organizations since Paige Ranzan's last fight. And this is the second fight for Jesse Jess in the UFC. She's currently riding a two-fight win streak. And if she were to win, just like Uriah Hall, this would be the highest profile win to date for her. And by all means, it's the highest profile fight that she has had in her career. What makes this a bit more challenging for her is that Clark's Vegas home was burglarized on Thursday while she was here in St. Louis preparing for the fight. So Jesse Jess, know that not only are my thoughts with you, but my prayers are with you as well. I've been the victim of burglary before. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. It's violating. And to think that it was done while you were away makes me think that it's someone who knows you and knows what you do and knew just where you were. So again, my prayers are being lifted to heaven for you in this time. The curtain jerker and the voices marquee matchup for the main card pits Emil Valhalla Mech versus Kamaru, the Nigerian nightmare Usman. In an interview with John Morgan of MMA Junkie, Usman said that he feels he should have had a more prominent matchup than Mech. Usman's had trouble with getting fights. He was scheduled to fight Mech a while ago, and Mech had some issues with his visa, so he could not make the fight. 
At that time, Usman's manager, Ali Abdelaziz, did a lot of work to try to get him fights. He went out and was asking everyone. But as Kamaru said in his last fight, he's a problem. And because he's a problem, no one wanted to fight him. One person that Usman feels that he is going to have to fight at some time just because of all of the things that they have in common, the people that they know, the places that they live, all of that, because they both live in South Florida. They both know the same people. They have so many different ties to each other is the lightning rod of the welterweight division right now. And that's Kobe Covington. He said flat out, Kobe is ducking him. Usman said that the reason it took so long for the UFC to announce the main event for this card is because they were trying to get Kobe Covington to fight Usman as the headline, which would have been a phenomenal fight and worthy of a headline position. And I was wondering myself because when they announced the headliner, it, it seems like it was only a month, if not less, that the card was taking place. We knew it was taking place. We knew when the tickets were being sold. And all of that was in order, but no main event. Now we know why. Usman said that they've got a lot of mutual friends, and one of those mutual friends is none other than John Jones, who was Covington's roommate back at Iowa Central Community College. And Usman became friends with and acquainted with John Jones back in high school as they wrestled one another. Now, when I was listening to this, to me it sounded as if Usman was looking a little too far in the future. But before he started speaking about all these different things, he said, I'm not overlooking that because he knows that's how you get beat. And the last and only loss of Usman's career came back in May of 2013. He's currently on a 10 fight win streak. Six of those fights taking place in the UFC. Usman, that's right. Niger, stand up. He said he's not in this fight game because he necessarily likes to fight. He's in it for competition. He wants to get in there and beat the guy and break him. Now, if push comes to shove, he can close the show. And he definitely proved that with his performance of the night bonus that he got in his last fight when he KO'd and made Sergio Moraes do a somersault. I don't think I've ever seen anybody get hit, fall down in a heap, and flip over all from a punch. It was phenomenal. Now, Mech has fought before in the UFC, but the first time I saw him fight was in Venator when he took on Husamar Paul Horace. And I watched that fight strictly for that purpose. It was a headlining fight. 
in Italy for Venator. I wanted Mech to win because Paul Harris is dirty. And it was the first fight that he had after leaving WSOF for being punished because he was doing some dirty stuff. Mech destroyed him, and he's looking to do the same thing to Usman in this fight. The FS1 featured fight of the prelims pits Anakin Florian's comeback fighter of the year, Darren the Damage Elkins, versus Anakin Florian's fight of the year combatant, Michael the Menace Johnson. And this is the Voices marquee matchup for the prelims. Michael Johnson is a St. Louis native. He went to Missouri State University in Springfield, Missouri. He's homegrown, and I am looking forward to seeing this dynamic fighter do his thing. He's a tough out for anybody because he doesn't look for an out. When Khabib Nurmagomedov was fighting him at Madison Square Garden on their inaugural card for the UFC, he told him, give up. I've got to fight for the belt. You can't beat me. You need to give up. He was doing this while he had him on the ground, was pounding his head in. Michael Johnson did not give up, nor did he give up. In the fight of the year, uh, as stated by the Anakin Florian podcast, when he fought Justin the Highlight Gagey earlier this year, and it was a phenomenal fight back and forth. Johnson was catching Gagey. Gagey was catching Johnson. And Johnson just fell in a heap and had to be stopped by the ref. He wasn't giving up. His body gave up on him, but his will to fight was still there. Just like his teammate, Kamaru Usman, Johnson also felt that he should headline or at least be placed higher in the car. And that he's got a point there. You know, he should possibly have a higher spot on the card. Now, he is on a two-fight losing streak, but the man is fighting on the very first card that the UFC has ever put on in his home city. He should be headlining. Again, he is on a two-fight losing streak, but he was on a two-fight losing streak when he headlined against Dustin Poirier and stopped him. And outside of the MSG card that I spoke about where he fought Khabib Nurmagomedov, this is the first fight that he has had in the UFC since 2013 that he's not been on the main card. Of the seven fights that he has been in most recently, three of them he's been in the co-main event. One of those times was in Nashville, which is just five hours away. He's been in the main event twice, including that fight of the year candidate that we talked about. And that was his last fight. Duho Choi is fighting in the main event, coming off of a loss of a fight of the year candidate as well. The only person outside of Conor McGregor to fight Nate Diaz since 2013 has been Michael the Menace Johnson. He definitely could have been in the main event 
and should have at the very least been on the main card but the UFC kept him as the uh, featured prelim for this card and I understand because it will get people to tune in again uh, Darren Elkins is coming off comeback fight of the year he was getting damaged <laughs> he was getting his nickname done to him by Rashad Bechtik and pulled the victory out of the jaws of defeat. Now, Johnson does say that he feels stronger at 145 pounds, which is normally not the case when fighters go down in weight. He also said that he feels faster and he's going to have his hands full with Darren Elkins. So this is not a fight that you want to miss out on. If you can't wait until Sunday for your fight fix, don't worry. Invicta's got you covered on Friday. Invicta 27 will pit Penny Kienzai against Sarah Kaufman. Now, this is the first fight in Kaufman's return to Invicta and her second for the former Strike Force Bantamweight champion since she left the UFC where she was 1 2 and 1. Kenzad is nobody's pushover though. She's been in against the likes of Raquel Halloui and former Invicta champ Tanya Evanger. And Kenzad has defeated people like Lena Landsberg, Milana Dudieva, and Paige Van Zandt's St. Louis opponent, Jesse Jess, Jessica Rose Clark. Now, some other notable fighters on this card Ashley Bashley Cummings who's from St. Louis and Vanessa Porto who as I stated earlier I believe that Amanda Nunez was in her corner the last time she fought so I'll be looking forward to seeing what happens with her fight as Nunez starts in her new position with Invicta Now, your man, the voice is not perfect. I'm pretty close to it, but I'm not perfect. I just, of course. So, coming to you with a bit of an editorial. Last week, I called Matt Frivola the rock and roller, but that's not his nickname. His nickname is the Steamroller. So, uh, each week, as I find any errors that I've made, I will come back and correct them. Now, as I stated earlier in this episode, if I can get access to a strong enough signal, I will go live from the fights this Sunday. Now, in the new year, I'm doing something a little different as far as coverage is concerned. As some of you know, I have been posting round by round and fight by fight for the pay-per-views on Instagram for the past two fights. I'll continue to do that for the first three fights of the main card, but the main event and the co-main event for pay-per-views, I'm going to go live on Facebook. So if you want to get that information hot off the presses, just as it's happening between rounds, you need to like 
the Track Star Sports Facebook page. You need to follow us on Instagram and Track Stars is spelled with a Z, Track Stars Sports. Join the discussion in the Debate Fuel Facebook group and or give us a call on anchor.fm where we release new content every single day except for Sunday. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Google Play so that you get them as soon as we create them. Until next time, it's your man, The Voice, with Trackstar Sports, bringing you the MMA main card, and I'm sounding off.